Hey y'all, and welcome to another episode of the Favorite and Fabulous Podcast. It's your girl Veronique here, also known as the hostess with the mostest, and I'm super, super excited that y'all are back for another episode. Happy new week, y'all. Happy new week. I don't know about y'all, but I am just absolutely loving this spring weather that we are getting. I mean, the sunshine, the the flowers, like I, I love it all. I'm a summer baby, so naturally, like I just come alive when the sun is shining, and one of my favorite things to do in the mornings is just get up and open my blinds and just let all the natural sunlight in. Like, I wish the sun shined all day. <laughs> but anyways, um, I have really bad allergies. This is my only, the only thing that I'll say is a negative about this season. So excuse me if I sound like a balloon again, like I'm inside of a balloon again on this episode, but I'm just working through um, whatever's going on with my allergies. So While I enjoyed the spring, I kind of got to suffer through it. But nonetheless, I'm here. Y'all are here. So thank you for being here. And also, one thing I love about spring is just it gives me this urge to just clean up. And I think I get that from my mom. But I know most people do like spring cleaning, fall cleaning, and I do. And I have been getting rid of a lot of stuff. And I feel like back in November, yeah, it was like late November, early December, God was really pressing on my heart to get rid of a lot of my clothes. Y'all, I had like so many clothes. I've been the same size pretty much through undergrad and beyond. So I'm talking like seven, eight years of just clothes that I have just compiled, things I don't even wear anymore. And I would just buy things that looked good. And then when I would get them in, I didn't like them. So He just showed me that I had an unhealthy attachment to clothes and that I needed to get rid of a lot of things. And so that kind of just snowballed into this declutter thing that I've been into. So just getting rid of old documents and just all kind of stuff. Literally, my apartment looks like I'm a minimalist. And partially because when I moved in, I bought what I could buy. And then after like living here for a few months I was when it when it came time to buy more stuff I was just like um I'm good with what I have like I kind of fostered a new mentality about just not buying extra stuff just to have it and so I will say that's a positive about getting rid of so many clothes but anyways I have an office so I needed a desk I've been in search of a desk and I will say like I did not realize how expensive office furniture is desk in particular for a nice size desk I mean it is pretty it's pretty pricey and I had just been looking for a desk and decided to just postpone it but once I really really got serious and and followed the instructions I feel like I had been given to start this podcast I knew that I needed a place to record and so I started looking at all kind of stores online etc and I believe it was my older sister who first told me that I should check out Facebook Marketplace and I've sold something on Facebook Marketplace before. I sold an iPad on there a few years ago when I was trying to save up money to go study abroad, but I'd never considered actually purchasing something off of there. So anyways, within a couple days, I looked on there. I found a very, very nice desk, and it was only $60. And I thought, oh, wow, like I have to have this desk. So I immediately reached out to the seller and asked, was the desk still available, etc. And... She responded and she said, yes, it's still available. When can you come get this? And I said, oh, I can come get it today. So um, long story short, 
I was like, okay, I'm going to take my car and I'm going to get it in the car, thinking that the desk was smaller than it actually was. So, y'all, she was like, yeah, just meet me at this um, storage facility and you can come get it. So I thought, cool, that sounds amazing. Went, got my money out, et cetera, to go get the desk. But I want to stop and talk about another thing that had happened. So a couple weeks before this, and not even a couple weeks, this was like the weekend before I looked up the desk, found it, et cetera. I posted, on fa- I posted something on Facebook. So I'm pretty, pretty active on social media, partially because of my job and, and just the other part, I guess, is just because I enjoy keeping up with people that I know. Um, but in this case, I had made a post and I don't post very often as much as I'm on there anyways, but I made a post and I was basically just talking about how Lifetime movies, like I have mixed feelings about them because while I don't have cable, I'm a, I'm, I barely watch TV as is, but as a child, like my mom was big on Lifetime. We would sit and watch Lifetime for hours upon hours upon hours and there were just so many movies and, and so many things that I remember happening in these movies, whether it was good, bad, or indifferent. And I feel like some of that, a lot of that really caused me to be a little paranoid, if you will. And I describe it more so as being more alert. So I'm always paying attention to the who, the what, the when, the where of every situation. I know what people are wearing. I usually memorize events or remember rather events based on what people had on and my friends that get so funny because I might be like you remember freshman year when you had on the purple shirt and they're like what but that's how I am I'm always paying attention to those kind of details and really I feel like these movies kind of made me a little more prepared to fight because you really never know when something might go down so although I'm 5'4 I feel like if somebody tried me I would be like 6'10 on them. Like, don't play. Do not play. So (laughs) I made a post about that on Facebook, and it was pretty funny to me. But it's so ironic how days later I found this desk. And as I said before, the lady told me, hey, meet me at this life storage unit. And I said, okay, cool. So I told my mom, hey, I'm going to meet to get this desk. Took my own car, got the money out, went thinking that the desk would fit in my car. Lo and behold, it was too big to go in my car. But when I got there, the lady um, said, oh, I'm open the gate for you. And now all of this is through text, right? So she texted, I'm open the gate for you. Come pull up behind this white forerunner. So I pull up. She said, oh, my son is outside. So I see a young man to the left, but I just stayed in the car. And so she came out to the door and she said, hey, um, you can come in and see it. So, y'all, I will proceed to walk inside of this storage unit. Now, granted, well, storage center. So, there are, like, hundreds of storage units inside of this building. And I walk, and we go up to the unit that she has open with the desk. And I'm just, like, screaming so excited because I can be pretty extra at times. So, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's so cute. I'm just picturing all the things I can do to refurbish it. Because, granted, once I saw it, I instantly knew that I wanted to paint it, etc. So, seeing it in person was just so exciting exciting for me because it was much larger than I thought it was and she was like this is not gonna fit in your car and I was like yeah I thought it would I thought it was smaller based on the Facebook picture and so anyways I'm like okay well I'm gonna have to get my brother-in-law or my grandmother to come up here to help me get the desk at another time because they have trucks and so she was like okay I went ahead and gave her money she wrote a receipt out for me And she said, and let me tell you something. Don't you be coming up here at night by yourself? 
Now, this is before daylight savings time, so it was about 6 o'clock at night, and the sun had just set, like, as I was pulling up to the storage unit. And when she said that, she was like, there could have been anybody in here. Like, there could have been three men in here, and they could have snatched you. Like, what are you doing? You don't have no weapons on you. Like, you're small. Look at you. And I... Y'all, literally, my response to her was, well, I sent my mama, I sent my mama a screenshot of all your information. She was like, girl, that could have been fake. She was like, they could have had you, hit you upside your head and had you halfway to the border by now. And it became, like, so surreal to me because, honestly, while I'm making posts like this um, a week less than a week before this happened about how observant I am and how alert I am because of Lifetime movies. This was real life, y'all. This was like real deal. And my heart dropped because in that moment, I'm thinking, wow, like I really, really could have been, anything could have happened to me, to be honest. And it's only by the grace of God for it not having been some kind of setup or something kidnapping, abduction, whatever. And and I would have literally handed myself over to them. Like she said, there could have been anybody in that storage when I walked in there. And the fact that I showed up unarmed, nobody barely knew where I was other than my mama with a screenshot. And that really wasn't enough information for her to have gotten to me had something went wrong. It probably would have taken some time for her to even realize that something was wrong. So at the end of the day, the whole plan was sour. And just the fact that I would have literally walked into the bait of something horrific so easily like they really wouldn't have had to put in any work to take me because I walked right in just freely and I allowed my excitement to distract me but the thing that I really took from the situation was wow like God's grace is just absolutely amazing when I got home that night like I cried because I didn't have to make it home like I, I could not have made it home. And just this idea that, oh, I'm okay, I'm looking out for myself, I'm, I'm watching my back, I wish somebody would try me. Like, no, nah, it's, it's more than that. It's God's grace that allowed me to make it back to my house. And it's, it's just so interesting to me because I feel like had that been anybody else, even beyond that woman, even if they were not trying to do anything to harm me, would they have said those words to me to open my eyes to that perspective? Because if, for example, if I would have got there and, oh, my car is not big enough, okay, come back tomorrow, they might not have said, what are you doing? Like, wake up, open your eyes and smell the coffee. Like, this city, any city may not be a safe place if you're just out here not paying attention but regardless just minding your own business something can happen but you you're gonna walk yourself into the situation like girl what are you doing so for that lady to do that like I felt indebted to her but also I realized that the situation was not to make me afraid but to make me aware and and the whole experience for me was a life lesson about safety paying attention and just thinking bigger and, and really, that's what I want to talk about today when I'm talking about doing it different. So, of course, a few days later, when I actually went to pick up the desk, 
my mom went went with me and I felt very safe in that instance and and actually befriended the lady and we may work together on some projects soon which was a blessing also but just the the entire experience just just thinking about it really really encouraged me to do things different regardless if I'm excited or whatever like I can't be distracted by the excitement like I gotta pay attention and I feel like God was teaching me a couple of things in this situation. The first was, like I said before, it literally was only of his grace that I made it home. That was not a me thing. And I feel like sometimes we get so complacent in taking advantage of, oh, you make it home every day. Oh, I'm so happy to be home. Oh, I'm so happy, you know, that I have food to eat. Oh, I'm so happy of this. I'm so happy of that. But a lot of times, like, we're avoiding we're, we're just a blink away from something bad, but God's grace protects us. His grace keeps us. His grace gives us another opportunity to do better. And it, the, the whole situation just reminded me of how I'm nothing without him and how I really need him because that could have been such an ugly situation, y'all. And I literally feel like he just had his arms wrapped around me where I wasn't paying attention. He was paying attention. And the second thing I feel like it really showed me was just how I have to do things differently. I feel like for so long, I fostered this mentality of just protecting myself as in, oh, I'm looking. Oh, I wish you would. And I tell my mom, she laughs at me, but I always tell her like, if I ever go down or if something ever happens to me and my body is found, just know they're going to find me with somebody's finger in my mouth where I done bit their hand off because they tried it or, or I'm fighting. I'm not going to go down without a fight. But y'all, that is so unrealistic. And this situation really showed me how how dense that is because I baited myself. I did, I did, I did. And Yeah, so all in all, I feel like from this, I learned to think bigger. When God has given, has expanded your territory and has allowed you to grow and allowed you to get another opportunity, you have to do it differently. So there will not be another situation in my life where I pull up like that by myself to some storage unit, not paying attention to the signs because the red flag should have came when this lady told me to meet her at a storage unit. The second red flag should have came when her son was standing outside. The third red flag should have came when she invited me inside. But first of all, if there's a one red flag, like why am I making it to three and then continuing to bait myself in the situation? So I feel like all of us can just take a lesson from this and just not even just concerning this situation. But for me, this this blessed me because it it showed me how I have to do it different in everything. And as God takes us to new levels, we and, and develops us and grows us and blesses us, we have to then grow in our faith and develop our awareness and and not just think in the box that we're used to thinking in, but think outside of the box. So yeah, I'm observing. Yeah, I'm paying attention. But let me think outside of the box. Is this a good situation for me to be in? Okay, I messed up this time. So how can I do it different next time so that I won't make the same kinds of mistakes? And honestly, this is something that I plan to apply to my entire life because 
there's a quote that says, a fool is a person who does the same thing over and over and expects different results. So while I don't intend to do this particular thing ever again, especially not do it and expect something different, there have been times in my life where I've done things and then failed at them or had bad experiences and then turn right around and do it again and expect something different. And I'm sure many of us have had that. So it was really just a wake up call for me to want to just live my life better. And there are some things that that I'm already in practice of doing differently. But this situation, you know, it, it it gave a greater meaning to why I'm trying to do things differently. So for me, when it comes to my singleness, and and dating and celibacy. I'm not currently dating, and so it's it's easy to be celibate. It's easy to have those boundaries set up and say, well, when I do date again, he can't come to my house, or we can't hang out at this time, or like we don't need to be in the privacy of an environment that could potentially cause sex to occur. But that's easy to say right now while I'm not dating and there's nobody to be tempted by. But when that situation does come, when I do start dating again, I want to do it differently. Like, I want to be pursued differently. I want to have better experiences than those that I've had in the past. And because of that, I already know that I have to make some adjustments. I have to set clear boundaries and I have to stick to them. And so this situation really just highlighted to me why I'm going to continue to do it differently with dating, continue to do it differently with sticking to my celibacy. Like, I don't care. I'm not doing it. Like, I'm I'm just not going to do it because that has led me to so many dead end roads. And I promise, like, I will talk about this in the future. But for now, like, having premarital sex with no real end it is it's worthless it, for me i can't speak for everybody but for me like beyond the fact that it is is it it led to to horrible relationship situationship rather experiences just it felt bad for me to be purposely sinning against god in that way and so that's really the main reason why i decided that i don't want to have sex anymore before i'm married so again when i start dating again i know that i have to do it different and the situation really just highlighted, like like I said, some of the practices I'm already putting in place, like just doing better with not spending so much money eating out and not moving so much money from savings to checking every week because I'm short, because I've been eating out too much and really just taking better care of my body as a whole. Like I have wanted to just be a better person all around and like I said, some of these practices I've already put in place, but this this situation was so eye-opening to me that it really just confirmed and gave greater meaning to why I'm so, so set upon just doing better and, and being better all around. And one other thing that I'll mention is just with this with this podcast. So I've had other platforms that I haven't been as consistent with or really stuck with even and and my blog is one that I really really think of because I used to love blogging like writing is one of my favorite things to do and so blogging was an expression of that and y'all no lie when I would write about something or be open or transparent about something I would start getting so many tests in that area 
that it became just super stressful to continue. And then I got very busy with my thesis project. I remember early 2018. And so I was just like, okay, one or the other. I can't really focus on that right now. And then once I got back to the point where I wanted to start blogging again, I remembered all the tests that came with consistent blogging and all the tests that that came just as a result of me being transparent. It's like, oh, you want to you know, the, I feel like Satan was like, oh, you want to be open about stuff? You want to talk about stuff? You want to help people? Okay, I'm going to bring you some more tests. And it was just, it, it was too much for me at that time. And it was mainly because I wasn't grounded enough to handle the tests that came. And so with this podcast, I want to do it different. And I am doing it different because from start to finish, and from now until God tells me to stop this thing, I want it to be about him and I want him to get the glory of it. And I'm just committed to doing it better than I've done before because the focus is not on me. It's it's on God and it's on his will. And I just feel like because of that, because I remember my why, it will never be like the blog was. It'll be a hundred times better because I'm choosing to do it different. So whatever instances you've had in your life or even maybe some things that you're going through right now, you have the opportunity to do it differently. You have the opportunity to do things better. And even like me pulling up at the storage unit, all excited to get my desk, I messed up. And I'm not going to get another opportunity to pull up at the storage unit and think, oh, this isn't safe. Let me leave. But I'm sure there will be another opportunity for me to use my better discernment and for me to actually pay attention and to put into practice the lessons that I learned from that experience. And the same with you. Have you had um, challenges in your life or times in your life where you didn't do the best or you felt bad about something after it was done? Like, I'm really encouraging you to do it differently. Or even if it wasn't something that you just felt bad about, like, are you trying to become a better person overall? Like, are you trying to take better care of yourself? Are you trying to set different goals or different boundaries? Like, what didn't you do last time you tried these things that you can implement this time to make them better? And so it's like when we know better, we have to do better. The Bible says in Luke 12, to whom much is given, much is required. And I feel like that is what God has called us to do. He's given us so, so many opportunities to do things better. He's given us so many opportunities with just where grace has just sustained us. And when you know better, you really, you really just got to do better. And really, we just have to remember that one, there is absolutely nothing we can do without God and his grace. There's nothing that is too hard for him and his strength is made perfect in our weakness. And that's what his word has reminded us of. And we just have to really hold on to that and not take for granted all of the opportunities he gives us to do things in a better way. The second thing is that as you grow, as you get to a new level, more is going to be required of you. As you grow stronger, you got to exercise that strength. As you come through something that could have taken you out, you got to realize that you came through that for a reason. So now you got to do better. You, you got to act better. You got to think better. You got to think bigger. And I really think that that's key in this, this situation and any. And then the last thing I'll say is 
with just doing it different and doing it better, you have to be committed to it. You have to be committed to changing, have to be committed to improving yourself. This is not a time to harbor on negative feelings and negative emotions because you messed up. We all mess up. We all have flaws and shortcomings and instances where we fall or like me, get too excited and don't think or just plain old mess up a situation. And Yes, they might hurt. Yes, you might be embarrassed. Yes, you might be sad about it. But at the end of the day, if you woke up the next day, like God has given you another opportunity to do it better, to do it differently. So just learn from your mistakes and trust yourself to do better. And really, that's just all I have today. Let's just be committed to just doing life differently. Let's be committed to just living out our fullest potential, learning from our mistakes, and just constantly evolving as God graces us to. And I'm just so grateful that y'all continue to listen. Again, I hope that y'all follow us at the Favorite and Fabulous Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, as well as follow me at Veronique Bailey. Have a great week. And remember, you are favored by God, and he made you fabulous. Peace out. Peace out.